The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here. I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. I have Dr. Jeremy Wise here of Rise25, who has done thousands of interviews with successful CEOs and organizational leaders who have flipped the script, and he'll be interviewing me today. Carl, I'm always excited to chat because when we talk, you know, we talk about step-by-step processes to blow past your competition, all right? And... You know, the, what we're going to talk about today is really having a clear compass on where you're going. And before we jump into that, um, really, I want to say this episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. If you don't know 40 Strategy, they provide strategic planning consulting to help organizations realize and achieve their dreams. Carl, as we know, what that basically means is you help companies create and measure KPIs for success. And Unfortunately, most organizations spend only 2% of their time or 40 hours per year. I was astounded by that, by the way. When you first told me that, I thought you were going to say 40 hours per month. So 40 hours per year building an effective strategy and really your success, you know, their success is your passion. So if you have questions, if you're an organization and you actually want to, you said something before we hit record, Carl, helping people achieve five-year plans in two years. Okay, that stuck out to me. Um, so if you have questions, I mean, there's lots of Harvard research around this. Using the right key performance indicators, KPIs can triple your success. You can get started mapping everything out. You can email them at catch at 40strategy.com or learn more at 40strategy.com. Carl, tell me what you mean by clear compass. When going through the seven steps or seven stages to help reach your success, you got to first know who you are. And, and so clearing compass is about literally having, if you look from a compass perspective, you know exactly where your nautical north is. You know exact, there's no nothing around that's that's uh, creating it fuzzy or uh, with lack of clarity. And, and so one of the key things around this is, so when you, if you do the analogy of a boat, it, when you get in that boat, you know exactly where you're going. Yeah, so... What do you do when you probably have people come to you and they have plateaued or they feel stuck? Right? Yep. Yeah. What, uh, what do you do? Yeah, super. It's one of the biggest challenges of strategic plans and why they fail is because people get caught in the rut and, and, or it's sort of like being in a boat without any wind of yourselves. You, you literally are unclear about who you are anymore because you've, you've, you've gotten away from your core. You, you just keep one of the worst things that can happen is, is, you know, kind of good is the enemy of great. You just keep on doing these good things, these good things, these good things. And then you come absolutely mediocre through the process. So 
what we try to do is then take a look at, okay, who are you really, who do you want to be? And so there's three key things I like to work with. One is about the vision, mission, and then core values. And, and there's a difference between the three of them. So the vision, there's a vision statement, which is classic, which is the statement of where or who you are in the future. The mission is the action. It's your belief of where you're going to be. But your core values are your key behaviors about your being side, about how you live and how you're going to actually operate your business or organization. So getting to those three respective areas are really important to get in alignment. So they're moving together in the same direction, because if any one of those three are off, the worst thing that happened to me, I'll give you an example, Jeremy, of, of, I was with a, a publicly traded company and I got in my desk one day and uh, I've tried to do an example. Uh, this won't be a very good example, but like they gave me this you know, thing and they, they put it on my desk and they said, here's our core values. And it was like the seven core values. And I laughed. I laughed out loud, Jeremy. I mean, they probably spent who knows how much with a consultant. And, and, and the reason why I laughed is because they were not consistent with who we are in any way whatsoever. So what, what, when I work with people, you I thought the core to, values, some of the core values weren't consistent with the organization. Uh, not some, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> it, it was, it was so bad. It was like, Oh, this is who we are. Everything's, you know, unicorns. And, and, and it, it wasn't true. And, and so people, if you aren't authentic about who you really are and they're not listed as your true core values, um, people will rat you out. So you, when, when putting your core values, it's, it's, you got to walk the walk and you got to be open about who you really are. I think it's okay to have aspirational dreams about the future, but your, your, your being side is your identity and um, being honest and relevant and talk about what it looks like when we're walking at our best is different of note. Each organization is different. One person's walk is completely different than somebody else's walk. And there's not a right or wrong here, but what's important is it's true to that organization's core. I want to talk about true north. So it's it, you. Could, we could take this in either direction, right? True north trickling down to the mission, the vision, core values, or talking about the core values. I'm sure you've done, and then go cool from the core values. What are some of your vision and mission? Do you take with your approach? Which way do you like to when you, you know take people through when you're working with them? Typically, I like to figure out the vision and mission first. Uh, and, and know the direction they're heading. And then that, cause I still consider that the doing side we're, we're, we're going to go in this place. We're going to be in this place in the future. The, the core value is more about how you coexist, how you work with each other, how you serve your clients, how do you talk to each other's employees? So I, I think they're separate a concept of doing where we're going to, what we're going to be doing in the future in being how we're going to interact on a regular basis. So what are some vision statements that you like? I don't know if you want to mention any you don't like. We don't have to mention those companies. But um, vision statements you like or maybe just companies you think of uh, when it comes to vision statements. Well, I think the my all-time favorite is what Microsoft did years ago when Bill Gates was leading the company in the 80s is, is they said we're going to have a, a, a computer on every desktop. You know, for us who lived back then, that was a, a, a crazy thought. How is there going to be a computer in every desktop? Well, they actually were kind of wrong. There's a computer in every hand now. 
you know, we, we've, we've gotten to a whole level of that, but, but having that vision was an awesome vision. And the funny part is, is they didn't even make computers. They were a software provider, but what they saw is this vision of enabling the ability to have a computer in every desktop by having the, what they believe to be the best software to make things happen. Um, what do you remember? You don't have to mention names of companies, but a transformation where you helped the company, they maybe had a vision statement, maybe they didn't have a vision statement and then what it ended up being after afterwards. So I think one of the better a company that I worked with an educational company for nearly a decade. And for us, um, we worked really, really hard at this. So it, and our, our vision ultimately was to transform the lives of people through classroom audio systems. And, and so we wanted to create an opportunity where teachers and kids had this incredible experience through basically microphones and being able to hear better so it can enhance their lives. And when we were able to get rallied around that, it, it solidified our purpose and, and we became, you know, as an organization, we became one with that concept. And what was fun is when we helped get to there, we actually ended up tripling in size. Hmm. And um, it was, uh, it's, it's because vision and mission is just as much about saying what you are going to do versus what you're not going to do. And, and when that vision's clear, you, you can make those decisions so much easier it's the leader management's job is to figure out, Hey, this is where we're going. And, and these are the places where we're going to play. And then it's management's job to figure out how you're going to get there. And I think when that's put together, well, you get so much more alignment with an organization. When you come to a company and, and this is one of the most important things, and I don't know if people gloss over it, do they think it's kind of too touchy feely or do people take it seriously with the vision part? Uh, I think they, they don't take it seriously when it's not true. Mm. And, and, and so um, I'll go back to the company I was just referring to it. And actually I was just talking to somebody else that did something similar. Um, actually I'll, I'll put a shout out to Adi Clavette uh, uh, for business consulting success consulting group. Um, she talked about this with actually that she does with her clients Core values is something that is often people poo-poo, but when you all of a sudden in your hiring process include your core values and ask your potential new employees about their thoughts on it, it creates incredible insights about who they are. And all of a sudden when you do that, when they come walk in the door from the first place, they're like, wow, these people are serious. They really mean this. And just to clarify, we actually didn't hire people at the company I was with, who didn't answer those questions well, they were completely qualified from a um, job uh, capability standpoint. Like they had the skill sets, they had they had maybe even the desire, but their being side, they they didn't have it. And, and so, since we knew they weren't going to be a good fit, we didn't even waste their time and our time continuing them through the interview process. When you start doing things like that, it starts becoming very powerful. Um, I'll go into this. Uh, integrity is probably the number one core value you're going to find with an organization. The problem is if I tell you, you lack integrity, that's sort of like calling your mama a bad name and you might get slapped in the face, you know? And 
So it's never good to have just integrity. You got to define what integrity means at your organization. So often where things fail is like, oh, we've got our five core values, our three core values, or our six core values, whatever they are. Um, You actually have to define that from key behaviors. So you take the next level down and say, okay, integrity at our organization means it could be three different behaviors. When we write down documents, we'll be consistent with our, with our words that they're accurate from the research information that it came from. It was a little long-winded, but basically saying we're, we're going to document accurately. Well, I can now have a conversation with an employee and say, you know what, this document that you wrote was a example of not a violation of against our core values because you weren't accurately writing in here and, and we need to make sure that gets back on track versus saying, hey, you lack integrity. <laughs> you know? And when it's defined- It makes it more clear. objective. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It, it's at the end of the day, it's taking something that's fuzzy and making clear and saying, these are the behaviors which define how we do business here. Yeah. So from core values- um, and then I know I'm jumping around a little bit because we will, I want to hear kind of the exercise that you take some of the leaders and executives through to come to a vision statement, to come to a mission statement and the core values. But I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the core values for a second, which is it almost like you tell people to create KPIs around their core values. There are, yes. Yeah. Effectively they are, they're, they're, well, it's interesting. Let me let me pull back for a minute. That often we think the key performance indicator is a specific measurement, right? Of like it's it's some type of value that's being measured. Well, we've I've had this working with organizations and organizations that I've worked with in the past, where you actually start saying, okay, if we're going, to, let's say, generosity is your core value, and so then you might say, well, um, an example of generosity is us giving time back to the community. Okay, that's great. So what are the actions we're doing to actually support that action? So then you get to actually measurement saying, hey, you know what? Our goal this year is to have all employees contribute and we're going to pay for them to give 2% of their time to actually a charitable organization. Well, that's now measurable. So now you can go back and saying, you know what? This year, not only did we have generosity as a core value, our key behavior to define it was charitable, con- you know, was, sorry, was community actions. And through that, we now can measure that 1.5% of our time was doing towards there. We didn't meet our goal, but you know what? It was a good effort in the process. And these are the things we're going to do next year to help get in place to do the right things to help exceed that 2% goal. Then all of a sudden you have something that is fuzzy, isn't clear, and you make it very clear about how what we mean about generosity and serving the community with our organization. Yeah, I love that because it goes in generosity. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, it, when you have that objective, clear, tangible, well, our 1,000 employees each, you know, basically spent 100 hours doing charitable work. Well, we donate 100,000 hours this year to charitable organizations. So I, I could definitely see that. Um so let's go to vision for a second. You're with an organization. You're basically helping them figure out or kind of draw out their true north. What are the exercises you have them go through? I don't know if there's an example to ask themselves or each other questions to get to a very succinct 
you know, what I noticed about some of the visions you talked about, they're, they're pretty succinct, like have a, a computer on every desktop or, you know, I remember the, the iPod is have, you know, I mean, that, that was maybe not a good example of vision, but that it's a very succinct on what they're talking about, what their, their goal, big vision is. I think there's, there's, um, I, I'm a big believer in having things be as clear and succinct as possible um, with all the things that are written out, especially like a, a vision statement, but I'm going to say a but, but there's also a concept of what it's called the envision future. And the envision future is talking in more detail about this is what our future is going to look like. And this is what it's going to feel like. And this is what rooms we're going to, this is, this is the furniture we're going to have in the house, so to speak, you know, when we actually get there. And so I, what I like to do is I actually like to have the CEO or perhaps a couple members or maybe multiple members of the executive team to write out this envisioned future. When you do that, it not only solidifies a little bit more clearly, clearly about what your specific succinct vision statement might be, because you could end up doing exercises to say, okay, what's more important? Is it this or that? Or is it this and that? You get to that element. Then all of a sudden, people feel a lot more excited. And then what's really interesting is that envision future helps start setting the next path, which is what goals should be working on. And that's the next big stage that I work with an organization. So what's nice is you try to create a process that starts you one place and then you go to the next, right? It's already bringing you to, hey, if this is our vision, well, we have to be doing these things to help accomplish that vision. How important is talking about a specific time frame in this process? I, I So my, my general... I like to do, I like to have a 10 year, big, hairy, audacious goal about kind of stretching ourselves really far. I like to have three to five year things, which are more strategic in nature. And then one year that when you start getting your strategy, it gets down to the tactics a little bit more. These are the things we're going to do this year to help start moving to our three to five year goal and to our 10 year, big, hairy, audacious goal. What you do want to see is that there's alignment. If any of these things are not moving us towards that envisioned future, then you know you're going to have conflict. And, and it's really important these processes to say, once again, I go back to, it's just as more important, just important to say, these are the things we are doing and these are the things that we're not doing. So we go from vision, Carl, to mission. Mm. So say again exactly what a mission is and then what are some of the next step exercises they should be asking themselves to draw their mission out? Yeah. So once again, vision is, is a, is a clear statement about what the future is going to look like. While a mission statement is your purpose is this is the act of getting towards there. And so it tends to be in that way, like a mission set, you know, the, the traditional term of mission came from actually a military terminology. Um, the mission is to, uh, if you think of World War II, right? And the allies, the mission, if you think of the European war, uh, was to free Europe, free Western Europe and get democracy back. That was the mission. And, and so that's the big type of statements you want to be making from a mission set. It's, it's really... And the mission BC is that's it's the reason why people getting out of bed each day is to drive towards that action 
to ultimately meet your future vision, which is to have a free Europe. And using, once again, use that analogy from, from World War II. What's a uh, mission statement that sticks out to you from a company? I don't know if you have any in mind that you've helped people with or just another company from a business perspective. What would be an example of a mission statement that action-oriented moving towards your vision? I knew you're gonna ask that, Jeremy, and we're gonna cut this part <laughs> out. <laughs> I can't think of one right now. But um, but to to or um, make one up, you know, a business um has a certain vision. And what again, like you came out the core value, generosity is a core value, or you know, but what what is a kind of a a generic mission? I know missions aren't gonna be generic, but uh from a business standpoint, what would be an example, something tangible. So um, perhaps a more clear mission statement would be, you know, our, our uh, I'll, I'll just maybe perhaps do a, um, a, a company that's in like the biomedical field and, and their mission might be, you know, our purpose is to assure that all individuals that are working at Oh, wait, let me, let me pull back. Our mission is to make sure that uh, patients are cancer-free with a certain type of disease. That, that would be an example of like a mission. You know, we're trying to have a cancer-free world or we look in today's modern day, we're trying to have a COVID-free world. And so, and we're doing this by, right? That's the secondary part by X, Y, and Z. So they're much more action-oriented and, they're, and they should be pretty clear about this is, this is, this is where we're going and how we're making our dent in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm putting on the spot with a bunch of these because the funny thing is there, there's so many and you've done this for so long that it's like, it just depends on the industry. It depends on so many things. So I appreciate you, you know, thinking about it. And so from vision mission, you talked about the core values. Um, are there uh, same thing? exercise how do you flush this out with the company because usually do companies come to you is this do they have this in hand is this usually half baked is it not baked what are companies coming to you with typically um what i see from a lot of organizations is some level of a vision slash mission and sometimes they're kind of combined in the way how they're written it's not uncommon to see core values. It's very uncommon to see the key behaviors which support them. So that's that's typically what I see when I walk into organizations. So when I ask them that question I was asking beforehand, so how do you define integrity? They're like, well, what do you mean? Integrity is this. But then you ask that next person, they go, well, it's this. <laughs> you ask the next person and they go, well, it's this. And then you realize there's no such thing as integrity, even at their own organization where they thought everybody knew what they were talking about. So. Um, how how you test these out is you you actually survey the group and you and you say how close on a scale of one to five how are we extremely like this are we kind of like this you know are we not really like this are we you know that kind of classic one through five scale and and then you're going to start getting a closer understanding of who you really are mm. so what what you 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 know if you like if you did a classic thing and said, okay, write a whiteboard. And so I love whiteboards, right? So you're going to write a whiteboard and say, okay, here's our, here's our 27 
<laughs> ideas or core values, or perhaps it's only the five that they have. But then once again, I'll ask the question, how consistent or how likely are we really like this? And you kick out the ones that aren't good. You have to, because those are the things that are getting us. And then what you can get to is, okay, we can maybe make this an aspirational value. But I think what's more important is, is you're going to unearth the things of who you really are. Because people don't like to say we're not that. But when you could say, hey, we're really more like this, right? then they're going to feel better about it. And what you sh- what I typically experience when you go through that process and you, and you prioritize and you label um, and you and you put words behind it, there's this alignment and there's kind of almost this peace that comes at the end result. Now, I will say this, um, things like a vision statement, a mission statement, the key behaviors, core values, it's a little bit like a fine wine. You, you kind of have to have let it sit and resonate a little bit because they're so deep and so powerful that um, sometimes different words make a big difference. And, and so I think it's okay to reflect upon those on a periodic basis to make sure that they're still consistent and that they still are right today because um, it, it's okay for them to change. You know, you, the reality is you change, you bring new people in an organization, especially critical leaders, they're gonna be changing things. But I would actually argue this, it's an, all the more important to have good core values so people are moving their behaviors to be more closely aligned to what the anticipation or the goal of the organization is. Yeah. You know, it kind of goes what you were saying within the alignment and the alignment, it seems comes from making sure it's associated with the key behaviors though. Yes. 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 Yep. Yep. It's, I I go back to this. You got to walk the walk and, and most people get that, you know, you got to walk the talk, you you know, you got to walk the walk. And if you don't, don't even have it written down because then you're lying. I mean, honestly, right. You know, there's this, this sense of, oh yeah, they have integrity. Well, once again, you know, let's, let's get to things that have key behaviors that can be definable and something we could actually measure against. And then all of a sudden we can, we can validate, Hey, we we're doing this most of the time. We feel very comfortable with this. We also have to realize too, we're humans and we're not perfect. And it's sort of like the, um, I, I kind of, I'm going to be careful with the statement when people say, Oh, we're always honest. Well, when we tell people, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And we rear ended a car and we just said, we're doing great. We, we, you know, it's like, you know, we lie all the time about those things. How do I look today, honey? Oh, you look fabulous. You know? And you know, there's like a ketchup stain or something like that on a shirt. I mean, we, we, we honestly are pretty inconsistent with our day-to-day communication. So, and, and people know that. Um, so getting to the things that really matter to an organization, how it operates is really important. It's really important to have that clearly defined. Yeah. What I like about the core values and when you talk about them is you have to put them into your hiring process. You have to ask questions to hire for your core values. And also in the business, how do you measure those core values within the business? And so it's really becomes in the DNA of the business if you do those two things. We, we at, at once again, I go back to this company that was where I probably learned the most about core values and, and strategy. And we actually had a core value award winners. And we had people from the company um, 
say, so we'd have different core and, and they would have to actually say, these are the key behaviors that they did that exemplified our core values. And we went beyond that. Not only did we award them, we actually put them in a plaque, but we actually even gave them money too. Um, and, and, and we like sometimes would have a trip combined with it, like some type of non-monetary award. Um, I tell you what, when you start doing that, and then we would do even simple, subtle little things like we'd have like core value winner kind of shout outs. And, and we just say, Hey, Sally, the other day, she stayed two hours later to, to pick up something that needed to be picked up so the client could get this particular product. And I just want to say this, this exemplifies our value of customer service. And I just want to say, Sally, Sally, thank you. You start talking about those things on a regular basis. Then all of a sudden the culture keeps on gaining traction. If you don't do it, it goes back to people's own sense of what it really is. And that's mm. not healthy. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. It goes a step further from hiring to measuring to appreciating and awarding as far as the core values go. So Carl, as we are t- walking through kind of this step-by-step process to bull past your competition, you talked about vision and the alignment with the vision, the mission, the core values. And I figured, you know, we just take the last moment to, for you to talk about a few examples that you see. Yeah, there, there's uh, a lot of great examples that are out there. A few that I just wanted to pull out that I think, um, a little bit more clear. I mentioned the Microsoft, you know, as found, he has a computer on every desktop and in every home. And that was, like I said, to me, it's still one of the best one. Um, Alzheimer's Association, a world without Alzheimer's disease, you know, very clear, very concise, you know, that's, that's their vision for the future. LinkedIn has create economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. You know, these are very clear, very concise, and, and very, uh, from a mission perspective, from a mission statement, you know, they, they go into some slightly, you know, different parts. Um, Patagonia, which I think is an extraordinary company, they talk about build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. So uh, you, you may have heard of uh, specifically how Patagonia went, have they actually put an ad and said, don't buy our coats beforehand. They were trying to totally support of the element of, hey, if you don't need to buy a coat, don't, because from, an, from not buying is the best first thing you could do. That's pretty fascinating, right? But there's, they so believe in their cause and environmental part, they were help supporting it. Um, Ikea, to create a better everyday life for, for the many people. Now, I, um, I think that's an, you know, an excellent example of a mission. Now, when you actually get build, to build those things, <laughs> that might be a personal fight at home, but, th- but that's their mission statement. How to create and- more divorces, <laughs> Ikea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Warby Park, I'll talk about a more serious one. You know, Warby Park is to offer a designer eyewear at a revolutionary price while leading the way of socially conscious businesses. Um, there are so many good examples of them. And then there's times when, when they're not as good. But as you can see, the diff- key difference of the vision and mission is the mission is more about your action and your purpose versus the mission about an example of what it's going to look like in the future. Yeah. Everyone, I want, you know, should check out the website, check out the book. Then I'm looking forward to, you know, chatting more about these concepts because the clear compass, there's, you know, seven steps to this, right? Which is 
you know, next one selecting destination and going on from there. So check out more episodes of the podcast. You have great guests. And Carl, thank you for having me. Hey, thank you so much, Jerry. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.